0: Welcome to Doula Dang Thing, the podcast where we get you ready for parenthood. Today we're going to be talking all about home birth. Just a little tip, everything in this podcast is not intended for medical advice. If you have any medical issues or anything like that, make sure you're definitely talking to your care provider. Hello everyone, it's your doula Ashley and I'm here with my sister Natasha. Hey guys. And today we're going to be talking about home birth. Ooh, so exciting. <laughs> home births are super interesting. It's not your typical birth, but it's actually getting very popular, especially if you have a midwife. Natasha, we want to hear all your questions about home birth today.
1: I have no idea about home birth, so I have a ton of questions. So Perfect. That's what we're here for. We'll work out. I think when talking about home birth, maybe just to start off, what are some of the benefits or the reasons people are choosing home birth over a hospital more than they have been in the past?
0: Great question. The choice of whether to have your birth at a hospital or at home is what makes you feel most comfortable. Sometimes people feel comfortable that there's like an emergency center or like a NICU center right there, and that makes them feel safer while giving birth. If you feel scared in a hospital setting and you feel like it would make you feel more anxious and have more stress during your birth, then home birth might be an option for you. Okay. So it's just a personal preference.
1: Okay. And is there insurance coverage differences with home birth and medical birth?
0: Every insurance company is different. So I definitely recommend calling your insurance company and asking them before you make that decision. And Just make sure that everything is covered, what your copay would be, what your deductible is. Um, I'm not an insurance agent, so I can't tell you for sure what that is, but definitely call them to make sure beforehand.
1: When deciding if you want to have a home birth, is there an option to have a doctor or is a home birth just with a midwife?
0: There are some doctors that perform home births, but it is rare. Most of them do perform the births in the hospital midwives there are different types of midwives there are just midwives that don't really they just have their um, training is more experience based as opposed to like an actual certification in some areas that's allowed there are also certified nurse midwives so they have a, a nursing background and their training is more medical and they are allowed to work in hospitals and doctor's offices and things like that. For home births, there are direct entry midwives. So they do have medical training, they have certifications, and they are trained to practice midwifery in out-of-hospital settings as well as sometimes, depending on what state you're in, in doctor's offices as well.
1: So... To go about finding a midwife, what's the name of the midwife I look for?
0: So if you want a home birth, your best bet is probably called a CPM, a certified professional midwife. Okay.
1: And is the interview process of finding a midwife similar to finding a doctor where you kind of do like a call or what's that process like?
0: Yeah. So that's a great idea. Definitely interview more than one if that's available in your area Make sure you have a call or a meeting, you get to see them in person and see how you feel with them and make sure they make you feel comfortable and that you feel safe. And can you talk a
1: little bit about the difference between a midwife and a doula and for a home birth, would you need both? Kind of what is the...
0: Great question. So a midwife is not the same thing as a doula. A midwife is trained in actually delivering your baby and Helping you with getting the baby out, right? A doula is more of uh, emotional support, educational support, and physical support during labor. We are not medical professionals. We have not been trained in administering medications or, you know, doing any of those medical things, checking your blood pressure, your heart rate, those types of things. We are not trained in that. We're there to answer any questions you may have, to make you feel confident in giving birth and to help you with comfort measures to make the pain more manageable. Okay. There is also something called an unassisted birth, which I do not recommend. That's when you give birth without any care provider at all present at your birth. So it's just you and maybe your partner or a friend, and you guys are just in your house giving birth. It's very dangerous, and it's even illegal in a lot of parts, so... Definitely don't recommend that. Um, There's usually an option for you to find a midwife. There's even traveling midwives that will go to where you are. There are places where you can travel to if you don't have an option for a midwife nearby. So I definitely recommend looking into those options before deciding to do an unassisted birth. It's very, very scary.
1: And then in terms of the laws where it's legal to have a home birth and what needs to be entailed legally, where would one go to find out what those laws are?
0: So you can Google search, you know, laws, midwifery laws in my state or home birth laws in my state. You can also go to MANA, M-A-N-A dot org. It's a uh, midwifery website and they do have the laws listed by state on the website.
1: Great. Okay. So when somebody is preparing for a home birth, what does that process look like? Do you pick out your midwife and then you guys sit together or can you talk a little bit more of like the process of just the preparing for that experience?
0: Sure to prepare for the birth your midwife should give you a list of materials that you'll have to buy that will have to be there ready to go you know a certain amount of time in advance usually at least a couple weeks in advance to make sure that it's at the house ready and you guys have everything you need so you're not running out to the store while you're in labor because that sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And, And they should tell you everything you need. They should give you a list of what they're planning on bringing and they should double check and make sure that everything is there. They'll probably do a home check beforehand to make sure everything is where it's supposed to be and everything looks nice and clean and safe for baby to be born.
1: And then in an instance where the pregnant person goes into labor premature or like before all the items are in the house. Does that mean that they need to go to a hospital and if so, what does that look like if you haven't been planning for it?
0: Yeah, so if they're going into labor before 37 weeks, which is considered preterm, they will definitely have to go to a hospital, preferably a hospital with a NICU there as well.
1: Okay. So even if you're planning a home birth, it's nice to know what hospitals are close to you. Definitely. Yeah. Just in
0: case, Mm -hmm. hopefully that won't happen, but it's good to definitely know what hospital, if you go into birth, even if you're going to birth at a hospital and the hospital you chose doesn't have a NICU, it's very important to know just in case which one you'd have to go to if you did go into birth early.
1: Okay. And if you do say you have you you go into labor regular time, but something happens in your labor and you run into some complications. Would your midwife then take you to a hospital or are yes. they equipped for it?
0: Okay. Yeah. Home births are only for uncomplicated, low risk births. If you're high risk at all, uh, you will definitely have to give birth at a hospital. And if anything comes up during birth, you will definitely have to go to a hospital.
1: You're working with a midwife. Um, kind of stepping it back a little bit. If you, do you have the same office visits that you would if you were on a calendar for a hospital birth?
0: Great question. Yeah, they they would still check check on you. They would still do, you know, visit you, check on baby, check on you, make sure everything's going well. They perform all of those same uh, tests and all that kind of stuff that a doctor would.
1: And that happens in the home or do they have like a center that you go to?
0: It depends on the midwife. So some of them will have their office space and some of them will come to you at your home. Just depends.
1: Okay. And then back to the birth. So when you're preparing for a home birth, how, like, where are you giving birth? Because I've seen like water, like tub births. I've seen like bed things. Can you kind of talk about the different options and the difference in benefits around all of them?
0: Sure. So having birth, giving birth in a bed is if you're comfortable, more comfortable in your bed. And you'll, you won't know that until you're in labor and you kind of see what your body's doing and see how it feels and see what positions feel best for you. You could have all the plans in the world. We've talked about that before. You can't have a plan for birth. You can have a preference, but once you're in it, those preferences might change and that's okay. So if you had a water birth planned, And you're in the tub and you're like, I'm just not getting comfortable, or, you know, I'm just too hot, or I'm too tired, or whatever. You just want to lay down and rest, then you can get in the bed. And the nice thing about being at home is, you know, you're in your own bed, which is you know feels comfortable for a lot of people. The not so nice thing at home is you're in your own bed, <laughs> and birth is very messy. So you got to make sure you're prepared for that. Get uh, mattress protectors, maybe even you know find an old pair of sheets that you don't like, or get dark dark sheets because you will see all of the. You know, there's blood and there's fluids and there's all kinds of stuff, mucus, poop. poop. (laughs) Yeah, all that stuff comes out. You can get drop claws and, you know, all of these things should be on your midwife's list that they give you of of things you should have. Um, As far as giving birth in a tub, a lot of hospitals will allow you to labor in a tub if they have one, but they really don't like for you to birth in a tub. But when you're at home, they will definitely let you birth in a tub, like actually push your baby out while you're in the tub.
1: Just logistically, you can have a three-wall tub and still give birth in one or just, does a midwife have enough access that way?
0: They would, but they definitely prefer the birthing tubs just okay. because it's hard to get all, everybody who needs to be there in to support you, so... You think about giving birth in a tub, and then you have your partner or your birthing companion, you have your doula, then the midwife's there, then some people like having their children present during the birth. And are all those people going to fit in your bathroom? Maybe if you have a really fancy bathroom, but if it's like a regular bathroom, then no way they're not going to fit in there. So just logistically speaking, it is easier to have a birthing tub present because you can put it in your living room and it's nice and big. And everybody can have access to supporting you while you're in labor.
1: Are any of these things like a birthing tub that are very specific to birth, are those covered by an HSA or anything like that?
0: That you'd have to ask. You'd have to call and see. Okay.
1: And then when we talked about your birth preference plan, does that change at all? Like what are the differences when creating that plan for a home birth versus a hospital birth? Are there anything... Anything that's different?
0: Yeah, so at home, you most likely will not have access to an epidural or the different narcotic drugs that they give you for pain relief. Um, some, some midwives do have gas that helps relieve the, the stress and anxiety of birth. They also can do, um, they put just saline water under the skin and that helps w- relieve some pain. Um, but you won't have access to like the full suite of meds. So if you are in your labor and you're like, you know what? I changed my mind. This is too much and I don't want to do this this way and I want an epidural, you would have to go to the hospital.
1: Okay. And then when having a home birth, so when we were talking about hospital births, we talked about like the shifts of the nurses being about 12 hours. And then if you're in labor for more than 24 hours, you might get a different doctor. How does the staffing work and kind of what does the midwife team look like if one you're in labor for more than 24 hours and if it's less is there do they have a helper or can you kind of just talk about who's in the room?
0: Sure yeah ideally you'd like to have a midwife that does have a backup because birth can take a long time and they will need to go and eat and sleep and do all of those things. So if you have a midwife, they usually don't come until you are in active labor. They're not going to sit there with you while you're in the beginning stages of labor and you're kind of having some contractions, but they're not consistent or they're they're not very intense. They're not lasting very long. They're not going to be there at that time. They're going to, you're going to call them when you're in labor, when you start feeling contractions and they're going to say, okay, uh, call me when they start picking up or call me when they become more intense. And then you're going to call them and they're going to be listening to the sounds you're making, how you're talking, and they can recognize what part, what stage of labor you're in or when you're going to really start needing some support by, by what they hear on the phone. Interesting. Yeah. Or what they hear in the background, you know, mm-hmm. like if you're like, ah, <laughs> or whatever, they'll be like, okay, they'll be like, there's, okay. be like, there's blood like I'll be right there hopefully that's not happening (laughs) okay
1: so it sounds like I mean asking a doula this question seems crazy but for a home birth it seems like because you don't have the nurses there and your midwife doesn't come until active labor that it's more even more necessary to have a doula for a home birth
0: I I mean, obviously, I definitely recommend that. You don't have to. If you have a partner who's very supportive or if you have a birthing companion that's very supportive and you feel 100% confident in their abilities to make you feel comforted and calm and relaxed, you don't have to have a doula. A doula is never a necessity, but it's definitely always nice. Mm -hmm. It's always just an added benefit. And it always just makes your birth feel more comfortable. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well then in that case, what's, what's the home birth team that you would recommend? Cause there's, I mean, I'm just thinking in a hospital, there's so much staff, there's like cleaning staff and Mm -hmm. like all of these little things that are done. That's not just your nurse and doctor. So what are those things that people should be thinking about that they might need to
0: ask their friends? Right. Great idea. So definitely have the nice thing about birth at home birth. I will say, first of all, is you can have as many people as you want there because there are no rules at your house about how many visitors you can have when visiting hours end, you know, all of that stuff. So you can have your family there if that makes you feel good. I will say though that when, when the room gets crowded, when you're in labor and you're feeling all of these intense things, it does feel overwhelming to have a lot of people. So be very careful about who you select to be there. Make sure there are people who make you feel calm people who stress you out probably can wait to see you after you have the baby we want to make sure you're relaxed and feeling good for labor so that way everything feels better because when we're stressed everything hurts more so yeah you can have as many people there as you want your your partner you have can have your kids there if you want um, you're going to maybe want a doula if your partner is uncomfortable with supporting you or doesn't know how to support you properly, um, because they could have all the good intentions in the world, but if they're not the type of person that's like comfortable with blood and guts essentially, and comfortable with all of these things, and they kind of feel a little lightheaded around that, that kind of stuff, maybe they're not your best, first line of support. (laughs) So having your doula there, your midwife will be there. They may or may not have an assistant. Um, Your doula should also have a backup just in case. And yeah, home birth, it's, it's a lot more, you know, laid back. So really anybody you want to support you can be there.
1: Okay. And how are like, what's the recommendation for meals and kind of does the midwife tell you like, because there's like this ice chip thing in movies. Is that real? Like, can you eat? Like, what does that look like?
0: Good question. So in movies, when they just give you ice chips, that's really kind of like old stuff, like old rules. Um, they've done a lot of studies. Back in the day, a long, long time ago, they used to give women C-sections, but they wouldn't intubate them. They wouldn't put the tube down their throat to keep them from... Choking on their vomit, essentially. And sometimes the medicine they give makes people nauseous and makes people vomit. It's a side effect. And so women were choking and dying. So they said, oh my God. yeah, but don't worry. Well, you'll see. <laughs> okay, so then they said, okay, we cannot give these women any food. We have to starve them because this is really scary and dangerous. Well, then they started intubating people. So they weren't having the vomiting and choking problem anymore, but they'd never changed the whole not eating thing. So they were just making women starve, which actually is not good for you when you're during labor, because you think about all the effort your body is putting into it mm-hmm. and all the work. And it can sometimes take so long to give birth and you hadn't eaten for you know a day or two. How are you supposed to have enough energy and, and stamina to give birth to this baby? So now they recommend you eat when you're hungry and it doesn't have to be something heavy or, you know, don't have to have a hamburger or something, but like even like a granola bar or honey sticks or like just anything to to get your blood sugar up is great during labor. The only thing is at the hospital, they don't like to give you uh, a lot of food if you have an epidural. But when you're at home, that's not an option. That's not even an issue. So you can eat as you're hungry and, you know, it's good to eat snacks. It's good to drink juice, anything to get your blood sugar up. Definitely think about who's going to be cleaning up afterwards. Ask your midwife, do you clean up? Do I have to hire a cleaning company? Do I have to do it myself? Ask all of those questions because that's very important to know ahead of time so you know what to expect and what to plan for.
1: Yeah. Cleaning after a birth is a huge lift after you've had a baby. <laughs>
0: yeah, it would be a lot of work.
1: So, what does aftercare look like? You
0: as have far your as what?
1: Baby. You have your baby, everything's great. Your midwife goes home, but in the hospital, you're kind of on watch for a couple of days, right?
0: So, generally, yes. With COVID, they're not keeping people as long. And as long as. You are keeping track of your temperature, making sure you don't get a fever and making sure that your blood pressure is not raising too high. You're generally considered safe to be by yourself.
1: Okay. And then this is a little bit of a random question that you may not know. Um, But when somebody has a pet, I feel like anytime my friends are pregnant, they have this whole integration with their dog scent. Like first the partner comes home with like, the blanket of the baby and kind of gets them comfortable with that. And like that whole process is a little bit more drawn out. Is there anything like that with home births that you know about with like the animal integration?
0: I don't know that, but I would assume that the pet would know what was going on because they know when other animals are giving birth and they understand Babies being born and stuff like that. So I think if they they see it, what's happening, and they you know have all the same smells, you know the smells during the birth are going to be similar to the baby smell when it's born. So they'll be in the mix and smelling all of that. So I think that they kind of get what's going on. Okay, just a guess.
1: And then just talking about wild animals in the house. <laughs> um, is there any? Issues around sterilization or things that you need to do beforehand to make sure your home's clean. Is there anything, you know? That you could definitely want to make
0: sure your home is clean. Uh, it doesn't have to be sterile because the the room that you give birth in at the hospital is not sterile either. They use sterile instruments to check you sometimes or you know, do things like that. But if you think even when they check your cervix with their fingers, that's not sterile. That's just, you know, Mm -hmm. they put a sterile glove on, but the room in itself is not sterile. Okay. And your body is definitely not sterile. And it's actually helpful for a baby to receive some sort of, like you think about in your home, those are the bacteria that are where the baby is going to live. So bacteria, when the baby is born, is good for the baby. It helps them build an immune system early. Going through the vaginal canal is full of bacteria that helps them form their flora, which is the bacteria that just always lives on their body that helps protect them from other diseases. So it's not bad if your house is not sterile, but you definitely want it to be clean. We don't want any harmful bacteria to be getting on baby. And
1: when you're cleaning the house and like for these sheets that you're going to be delivering on and that kind of thing... Should that, are there certain types of cleaners that you should avoid?
0: No, I think it's just whatever you use. If you're gonna be wrapping baby up in something, I would definitely recommend foregoing any harsh scents or fragrances because that could be irritating to their skin. But I mean, this is where the baby's gonna live. So mm-hmm. all of the stuff that you normally do is probably safe.
1: Okay. And for documentation for your baby, who,
0: how does getting a birth certificate work for home births? So you will need proof from the person who delivered your baby or that was there or whatever. You will need proof that they saw the birth and that it came from you and it was your child. So definitely ask your midwife if they have that available. If not, you can find the form online at your county registrar and have it ready for them to sign once the baby's born.
1: And in those rare cases where somebody doesn't have a midwife and they're doing an unassisted birth, so they just print it and sign it themselves Yeah, or the, part, the yep. partner would? Okay. You
0: have, to, you have to file for a birth certificate within one year of birth. Okay. Otherwise, there's like a bunch of other stuff you got to do.
1: Speaking of birth certificates, if this, I'm only asking because this did happen to one friend who was thinking of changing the name of their kid. If you want to, like, if you sign and you're like, my baby's name is Natasha, for example, <laughs> and then the next day you're like, wait, what? That's not <laughs> their name. What was like doing? Can you change it quickly or no?
0: I don't know. I don't know the laws on that.
1: All right. Ask
0: your midwife, everyone. <laughs> I want to say you have 72 hours to, like, you don't have to name your baby right away. Like, you have a, a little bit of time. Essentially, I guess you'd have up to a year because you don't have to file for a birth birth certificate for a year. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I can't be more specific about that answer, but I really don't know. I mean, it's a very obscure question. Yeah, you'll have to check with your county and Mm -hmm. see what they have to say about that one. (laughs) And you also need to make sure you get your baby a social security number because you can't claim them on your taxes unless they have a social security number. I learned that the hard way on my first baby because <laughs> I heard that like people were taking infant social security numbers and like stealing their credit and like just like messing, messing up all their credit and stuff like that, like all of these mean people. <laughs> and so I didn't get my baby a social security number at the hospital. And thought I was doing a great thing. And then when I went to go file my taxes, they're like, you can't claim her as a dependent. She doesn't even have a social security number. And I was like, oh. So then I had to like go get the birth certificate and go to the office, get a social security. Like it was a whole thing and took forever. So definitely make sure you get your baby a social security number as soon as possible.
1: Natasha's hot tip of the day, use your babies as (laughs) (laughs) write-offs. And why would I want to give birth in a tub?
0: Good question. So being in a warm tub, you never want it to be hot because it's not safe for you to be super hot during birth. But in a warm tub, what it does is it kind of... Like, have you ever been in the bathtub and then stood up and you felt really heavy? Mm -hmm. So when you're in the water, it kind of lifts everything up and everything just feels like kind of relaxed And it doesn't feel so heavy, the pressure on your cervix. And so it makes it feel less painful for a lot of people.
1: Is there any situation where that would help or like, does baby move at all because of all that pressure lifting?
0: Well, baby will move quite a bit during labor, no matter what position you're in. Okay.
1: They they will change position.
0: Yep. They will move. They will kick around. They'll still be doing all that stuff during labor too.
1: So when people like weeks before their due date are like, oh, my baby's sunny side up or in the wrong position, there is a potential that they will move in labor?
0: Oh, yes, definitely. And there's a way to get them to move in labor also with like different positions and stuff like that.
1: Do the doctors or the nurses have those
0: positions and they kind of give them to you as homework or? Sometimes the nurses are well-versed in how to flip a baby, but that is pretty rare Um, There's something called Spinning Babies that I highly recommend everyone look into. Uh, They have parent classes that you can take. They're like virtual or it's like a video or something. But um, they tell you how to potentially turn a baby and different positions you can do while you're in labor. Uh, Also, in my course, Bump Up Birth, we talk about how to do those things and, and what to do if your baby's in a difficult position while you're giving birth.
1: So if you have, if your doctor tells you kind of like, I don't, when would they tell you your baby's in not the right position?
0: Well, a lot of times they don't know until you're pushing the baby out. Okay. Cause they're not, they don't do ultrasounds usually when you're in labor. So you can kind of tell like if baby's kicking you in a certain spot or, you know, if there's certain things with contractions that, that we can see if your baby is in a difficult position or your body's trying to turn the baby, your contractions will be irregular and they'll do certain things. Or if, you know, your labor labor stalls, sometimes that means baby's in a weird position. But even if baby's in a difficult position, that doesn't mean that your labor is impossible there are ways to fix it or sometimes just waiting and being patient can help because your body knows what it's doing and it does move baby during labor. If your baby is um, coming out breech, which means they're coming out either bottom first or leg first or you know they're not coming down head first like, like is typical, you can sometimes birth a breech baby vaginally. If your care provider is comfortable with that, so if your midwife has experience giving birth to breech babies, then that might be just fine. If they're breech, but your midwife isn't comfortable or they're breech in a way that makes it super difficult, you will have to go to the hospital.
1: Okay. So for, I guess I'm just a little bit confused. So you don't know what position the baby's essentially going to be at once you start pushing, correct? Or do you know?
0: You'll know if the baby is breech most of the time okay. because if they, especially if they've been checking your cervix, cause they'll be like, that doesn't feel like a head. A foot in my head <laughs> or like there's okay. a butt right here. Like, so they'll have an idea if it's breech or not. Um, but they sometimes can tell if the baby is sunny side up or occiput posterior or OP as it's also called. But sometimes they don't know that until you're further along in the pushing process.
1: Okay, so I guess my question that I'm feeling stressed out about for a home birth is <laughs> you are in active labor. You realize that this baby needs to be born in a hospital. And what, you drive to the hospital with a foot out of your vagina? Like, what does that process look like of getting to the hospital once you're so far along?
0: So you're saying, like, if you're pushing a baby out and then, like, you notice a foot first? What? <laughs> So you're in
1: labor, Mm -hmm. you're not
0: exactly sure, like, what position
1: the baby is in, and then when you start pushing, we realize, oh, wait, this baby is going to need to be had in a hospital. Right. If that does happen... You're not too far along to go on a little drive.
0: Well, if... So, if your baby cannot come out and you need to go to a hospital... Typically, that means that the baby is stuck or transverse or something like that, like they're not coming out. So you'll have the time. So you'll, I mean, it's not going to be a fun drive, (laughs) but yeah, you're going to have to go to the hospital.
1: And is that a drive that you can do in a car with someone driving or is that a emergency vehicle situation?
0: That just depends on what's going on. Okay.
1: And the midwife would make that suggestion?
0: For sure. Okay. Yeah. Is there a situation? I just want to like put your mind at ease a little bit. The midwife is going to know if your baby is breech or not most likely like breech and not breech. That's like a big difference in what they feel and where the heartbeat is and all of that stuff. So they're going to know if your baby is breech or not most likely. The thing that they won't know is if, you know, they're coming down with like their head cockeyed or you know their head the other way or something like that those types of things they won't always know right away okay so i um, like an emergency drive mid-labor is rare midwives at home births actually have really good outcomes okay their c-section rates are usually very low their um, mortality rates are usually very low that they also deal with only low-risk births mm-hmm. but they are usually pretty safe
1: Are there any stats? Do they kind of pull out high risk births in hospital that so you can compare like safety statistics or outcomes from a at home birth or a hospital birth? Like, is there any research that you know of?
0: Yes. So you are at a higher risk of having a C-section at a hospital, and that's mainly because of all the interventions that they use at a hospital. Because all of the extra stuff that they give you, all of the extra options you have are not necessarily always good, which we will be talking about in this podcast in another episode because I think that's really important for everyone to know. But um, the the statistics say that you are at a lower risk for a C-section and for things to go wrong with a midwife than with an OB. Okay. Just because birth is not a sickness. Mm-hmm. It doesn't require medicine all the time.
1: Yeah. And those statistics, I know we're going to be talking about birthing centers in another episode, but those statistics are for midwife births, not home births, correct?
0: Yeah. Okay. And maybe there's a study about home births only. I don't know specifically about it, but but midwives have um, lower C-section rates than OBs. Okay. I think
1: having your baby in your home then connects your birth experience to your home. Do you have any tips or things that you want people to think about? Because you're essentially like, if the birth went really well, it's this beautiful experience. That's now, every time you go in your bedroom, you think about your baby being born or anytime some, like if your birth had something traumatic happen now, you know what Mm. I mean? Like. Can you talk about what that process looks like in deciding a home birth from an emotional
0: perspective? Interesting. That's a good question. I would say that yes, your birth emotions will be connected to the place in which you gave birth, but they're also connected to your baby. Mm -hmm. So if you're going into it thinking, I'm scared of hospitals. I don't like the bright lights. I don't like People coming in and out of my space, I don't like all of that stuff, then giving birth at home is not I don't think like your fear of a trauma is worth being stressed the whole time at a hospital, so do you know what i mean like yeah. if that if that feels scary to you to be at a hospital and like you're just anxious about it and you hate being there and it's miserable, you're more likely to feel trauma than if you were at home and something happened and you had to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're going to remember the birth of your baby every time you look at your baby.
1: Mm -hmm. And they're at your house. They're at your house. where you birthed them.
0: They are. That's a good point.
1: And they're very cute. So cute. A little. Okay. And then, so I guess to that point, if you are... In your home, having, giving birth, are there any, do you know of any research in terms of anxiety or discomfort or any, you know what I mean? Like, are there any benefits that are proven from a home birth?
0: No, because everybody's different. And again, maybe there's a study that I don't know about. If you know about one, I'd love to read about it, but it's more just a personal preference. Like some people are terrified to give birth at home. It sounds crazy it sounds like really scary and some people feel the same exact way about giving birth in a hospital Mm -hmm. so it's not about where you give birth it's about your knowledge and your acceptance of where you give birth wherever you feel safest most comfortable most relaxed that's where you should give birth
1: it's nice that there's so many options and I'm glad that we're going through all of them it's kind of like I'm thinking through because I feel like at the beginning of this episode I was like, home birth, no way. I was very much that person. But kind of talking through how thoughtful the process is and kind of, I don't know, it's kind of opened up a new avenue of like another option to kind Great. of think
0: about. Yeah, there are some options. And another thing about home birth that I hadn't mentioned yet is when you go to the hospital, you are usually connected to something and it doesn't always have to be, you know, connected connected but you know they hook you they want to hook you up for to monitors and they want to put an iv in it doesn't have to always be connected and a lot of times they do have wireless monitors but it's just a different experience if you have issues with you know claustrophobia or you don't want to be trapped down like you feel like you'll be trapped if you're connected to something like a machine and you can't walk around you can't you know go wherever you want Yes, there are things in the hospital. You don't always have to be monitored like that, which we should talk about that on the podcast too. And then you just, I feel like every episode we're going to be like, oh yeah, we got to talk about that. <laughs> There's lots. Yeah. But there are all kinds of, of things that differ from hospital to home birth, where home birth, you're not hooked up to anything. You're just standing around in your house giving birth.
1: In a home birth though, because, and you said in hospital, you always kind of have your IV port. Yes. Is there the potential? And you can
0: deny it, but, like, they will fight you on it. <laughs>
1: okay. For a home birth, will you get an IV? Like, if you're, like, working hard, like, is there a potential of dehydration? Like, does the port, does your IV give you, like, what is your IV giving you at the hospital?
0: Yeah, so it's giving you hydration okay, and meds. Okay. Yeah.
1: And is there a potential for that at a home birth if needed?
0: That will depend on what kind of midwife you have. But okay. yes, unless you don't have a certified midwife, then it gets a little tricky.
1: Is it, I mean, I'm not asking you, to, I guess I'm asking you to know every state's laws. For <laughs> um, Do you have to have a certified midwife in some states? Do you know if there's differences? Yes, okay. there
0: are laws regarding that. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us today. We had a great time with all of you. We hope to see you next Wednesday when we give you more tips about becoming a parent. See ya. Bye.